Hello and welcome to the second series of Cancer Talk, the podcast that explores the benefits of integrative oncology, an approach that brings together standard oncology practice with a raft of lifestyle and complementary approaches in order to provide broader, more holistic care to improve quality of life and outcomes for people with cancer. I'm Robin Daly, founder of Yes to Life, the UK's integrative cancer care charity. I'm one of the hosts for the podcast. Series one of Cancer Talk was aimed at initiating conversations about integrative oncology and bridging the gap between mainstream and integrative medicine practitioners. And the Series 1 episodes are still available from yestolife.org.uk forward slash podcasts and major podcast platforms. Hello, I'm Dr. Pendia Hayoglu. I'm an NHS clinical oncologist and co-host for the podcast. And in addition to treating patients with all the regular modalities in use within healthcare, I have a passion for integrating evidence-supported lifestyle and complementary medicine into patient protocols. I've witnessed firsthand the enormous benefits this can deliver to patients and their carers. So in series two of the podcast, we are planning focused conversations with healthcare professionals, working directly with people with cancer and applying integrative oncology in contemporary clinical practice with the aim of strengthening the clinical voice and evidence for integration, influencing the wider community, including academia and research, and beating the case for an integrated UK model of care. Pleased to be joining you again for another episode of Cancer Talk. Hi, Robin. Good to see you today. Yeah. Uh, once again, you are introducing me to our guests, which I love. Uh, it's always great to be meeting new professionals in the integrative cancer care space. Uh, do you want to go ahead and introduce today's guest? Oh, I'm very proud to introduce our guest today. It's uh, Kiki Marcelo. Kiki is um, a clinical pharmacist um, that has a long career in, in pharmacy but she also interested and has been trained in homeopathy and also nutrition. So she embraces integrative medicine, Robin. So I'm looking forward to hearing more about her career and her achievements and her knowledge. Excellent. I love it when people uh, really have uh, deep training in in both areas. It's it's so great. So... um... Do you want to start off, Kiki, by just telling us, well, first of all, maybe what led you to step out of being a pharmacist, which was, uh, you know, a, a very uh, fulfilling career already, but then to look outside towards something like homeopathy or herbal treatment? Hello, I'm very happy to be here with you today. Um, I have started my career as a pharmacist and actually I started working in um, in a lab first of all, in the research. Um, Very quickly, I understood that I preferred the contact with patients, so the connection with patients. And this is already when I decided to study something extra than pharmacy. And I uh, signed up for this diploma, which was natural health. Um, It was all about natural health, so it was a very good introduction to Ayurvedic medicine, nutrition, homeopathy, um, and herbal supplements. 
And then life goes on and, you know, I started using some of this knowledge in the pharmacy, advising people, um, and that was great. But then I moved in UK and um, the service here we offer in pharmacy is much more clinical. There wasn't much space about advising people, um, giving different options apart from what is medicinal. And that was quite disappointing for me. Um, I must say that in Europe, people do ask for different solutions often. So as a pharmacist, you ought to be well informed to have the knowledge to advise and give many options and the patient will actually decide. Um, and so I was looking for something different that uh, could allow me a bit more uh, space to have this interaction with patient and um, advise a bit more about natural health, about um, natural products and maybe integrate the two together. Um, this is um, when during my pregnancy, I came across homeopathy once again in my life. Um, as many people, I approach homeopathy seriously uh, because of um, health issues, health concerns. I had health issues during my pregnancy, uh, not many options when you are pregnant. So I was I was very keen to uh, explore homeopathy, which has helped me massively. And I, I remember the doctor that helped me telling me, you know, maybe consider studying homeopathy because you're a pharmacist, uh, you are very methodic in pharmacy, very precise. So this is homeopathy. So maybe you should consider it. And um, I decided to study homeopathy. Uh, and from there, I started. Um, I started my own practice, and I started introducing more modalities in my in my practice, which is also nutrition and uh, herbal uh, preparations, herbal remedies, um, nutritional supplements. So. Uh, this is how it all started, and nowadays I, I really enjoy being able to advise people with um, with different modalities that can help them even decide what suits them better, uh. because that is what is important for me, to help them understand what they can implement in their daily life to help them, because not everything suits everyone. It's very important to also work with what... Um, they consider something that they can um, adopt in their life and and help them. Mm -hmm. So that that uh, restrictiveness that you pointed to in uh, the pharmacy in terms of what you recommend um, is that something that I mean, what's needed for that to change, and is it likely to change in Britain? I want to be positive and I want to think that it is likely to change. And uh, the last few years um, we have uh, in the pharmacy, we have been asked to give more advice about lifestyle. And actually uh, we have been asked to, um, to demonstrate that we actively advise people uh, how to improve their lifestyle. Uh, so there is this um, 
the sensation that things are changing. Um, but yeah, we, we, we are a bit, um, bit slow in that area. We're a bit slow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I got to find out one day that, uh, with so many chronic conditions that the nice guidelines, actually the first recommendation at the top is lifestyle and then the pharmaceuticals come in underneath. But there's a, you know, obviously a pharmacy really should be going to the lifestyle recommendations first based on the guidelines, but that isn't what happens. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's a bit complicated because, um, from what I can understand and see now, I have, um, had newly qualified pharmacies that I tutored. Um, there isn't much that has been done in the university. When I studied, um, and I can see, I can compare to when my father has studied, who is also a pharmacist, there was a lot about um, medicinal plants, about botanics, about uh, diet and food. Um, and this, I was really surprised to see that this is not happening anymore at the faculties of pharmacy. And so, you know, we need to start from the education, really. Absolutely. Iki, there has been a lot of debate around homeopathy the last few years. And um, I, I, I'm an oncologist and I can see colleagues of mine being quite skeptical around the, the practice. I mean, what is your view on the progress on, of this? Yes, it is true. When I arrived in the UK, and that was uh, 15 years ago, um, homeopathy was still prescribed on the NHS. And then there has been um, uh, this change that um, due to a study, it was not considered as uh, scientifically proved that homeopathy can benefit patients. So it was taken off from the NHS and from there people started becoming more skeptical um i think that the data we have uh speak for themselves we we know that homeopathy in europe it's over 100 million people that use homeopathy people still ask for homeopathy and unfortunately um, they can only access it privately nowadays so it became something which is more um it's something for those that they can actually afford it, and that is a shame. Um, we know that, you know, the royal family has been using homeopathy for many, many years, but it shouldn't be just, you know, restricted to those that can afford it. I think that um, homeopathy has a, a place in the integrative medicine. It can really help people to cope better with what is going on in their life um, is a complementary type of medicine, is not supposed to replace any of the, what we define today as conventional medicine. And what is also very important, it is safe uh, because we have these highly diluted uh, substances and this is where people become skeptical. Um, it is safe because it will not interact with medicines it will not it will be safe for children it will be safe during pregnancy and it will not give side effects and nowadays we know that um, highly diluted substances they can still maintain their 
uh, pharmacological action, and this is where people struggle to understand. Um, the first scientist to confirm that was Luc Montagnier, who is, was um, a Nobel Prize scientist. And uh, nowadays, homeopathy is a component of the um, emerging field of nanotechnology. So we are getting closer to understand. Uh, in the meantime, we can see the evidence which comes through our patients and we are able to, um, to, to see this evidence, to um, document this evidence. And this is what we've been doing. So in the meantime, uh, we always ask in my practice and where I work, uh, which is a National Center for Integrative Medicine, we always give out questionnaires. Um, where we ask patients to describe their experience and so we can quantify, we can document the improvements. And I think this is very important. Mm. Extremely important, I mean, we know that we've got so much data, um, but putting that together and showing, demonstrating the outcomes reported by patients and their experience is absolutely key, isn't it? Yes, I think it's very important to... Uh, be very precise about that and carry on doing that because it can, you know, it can help many people. And talking about oncology, we currently run a joint program, um, the National Center for Integrative Medicine and Penny Brown, the charity, um, where um, Penny Brown had um, this fund from Nelson's homeopathic pharmacy and offers homeopathic consultations to people that struggle with side effects after cancer treatments or um, anxiety. Anxiety is a huge issue for people that had a diagnosis or they live with this fear of what if you know, the cancer comes back. And uh, we we it's been almost a year now and we had very encouraging results and people were so grateful that they could access to this service for free. Mm. So we can see that homeopathy can have um, a role even in uh, not just integrative medicine, but also in um, integrative oncology, which is great to see. Mm, very much so. Yeah, I, it's very interesting. I mean, the main sort of, tripping up point for homeopathy has been the mechanism of action. And uh, I think the thing about patient-centered care is, well, patients, you know, it's interesting what the mechanism of action is, but actually they're interested in the results. And uh, so if you do patient-centered care, uh, great, you look into the mechanism of action, the more understanding we have, the better. But for that to be a reason not to apply something that's safe and cheap is like, well, ridiculous to patients. So I think that you know this. We need this move away from being uh, science-centered and practitioner-centered to being patient-centered and seeing what the priorities of patients are, what they really want, what they need, and supplying those. Absolutely, and you know, being a pharmacist, I always wear both hats. You know, I want to understand what is behind everything. Uh, yeah. But what I can observe is that many. Um, many colleagues or other people, they don't really want to understand. You know, I think being a scientist and science is all about curiosity and you can't discard something just because you don't understand it. 
uh, or because you you don't know anything about it. I think we should always be open uh, to conversation and always be open-minded and carry on having this curiosity because this is the only way we can help our patients. And homeopathy is just um, is is a type of medicine, is a method. Um, for helping people, but there are so many different other ways. It's, it's That's what I was saying earlier, is about understanding what suits its patient and try to help them to, first of all, discover that and then uh, adopt it in their life. There are so many different things that uh, they can have in their life. I had people coming back saying, you know, this hasn't helped, but basically what has really helped me was talking to you and opening up and acknowledging my my issues. So for me, it doesn't matter. I won't get offended if what I prescribed wasn't helpful. For me, what matters is to see this, this change and that I actually facilitated this change. Mm. So refreshing to hear you talk about science in that way. It's all too often something rather fixed and static, but you're right, it's a live thing. And it depends on your interest go forward. And it's remarkable to hear, you know, how important it is that clinician-patient relationship. That it's it's a holistic approach. Um, it's not only the medicines that we give that can help. Is the approach? Is the talking? Is the is the compassion? So it's it's. But it's also wonderful to hear how you you really embraced integrative medicine and. You talked about its usefulness in, in anxiety, in stress, but what other conditions, you know, have you seen homeopathy helping people? So I think with all holistic approaches and homeopathy, of course, um, we believe that symptoms are um, just the language that our body uses to communicate something, to communicate a discomfort, something that really deep doesn't work for us. And so we, I, I tend to, of course, listen to the symptom, to listen to the health concern. This is where I start from, because this is what um, will open that door to go a bit deeper. Uh, but at the same time, I always try to see the bigger picture and consider this just a symptom. I, I always want to see what is behind. So in homeopathy, we try um, to help the whole patient and we don't treat conditions, we treat the whole person. We we try to go deep, acknowledge what the problem is, but go a bit deeper and help the patient to activate this inner healing by accepting what the problem is, maybe being more able to see it. and returning back to their center, to their balance. Um, but in my practice, I have seen people coming for um, conditions such as uh, anxiety a lot, lots of mental um, uh, conditions, um, neuropathy after cancer treatments, um, problems that uh, have arisen after menopause, so women's health, uh, homeopathy is very popular about women's health and of course many children and this is usually for skin conditions that is also very popular where there is um, a huge struggle to um, help skin conditions through um, medicines because often the problem 
uh, becomes worse. And this is where we need to address it a bit more holistically. So it's not about the conditions. It's about helping the person to become more resilient and being able to cope better with what life throws at him. So that's how I try to see it. Interesting. Okay. So um, you spoke earlier about the fact that uh, as your own experience in many ways has led you into your uh, your use and interest in integrative medicine. Would you say a little bit about that? What what features of it you found helpful for you and that have led you to do what you do now? So as I mentioned earlier, I, um, I had... Uh, some health concerns around my pregnancy and uh, the main problem was after giving birth I uh, had an episiotomy that would not heal so a wound that would not heal um, being a pharmacist I tried uh, all uh, products that they were available over the counter and of course I was um, seen by my GP who was trying to help and you know, had this test, understanding whether there was a bacterial infection that would not allow this wound to heal, and nobody could understand what was going on. And uh, this is where I remembered about my natural health diploma in homeopathy, and I asked the help for my homeopath. And uh, during the consultation, what we talked mainly was about my feelings um, during pregnancy and during my labor and I realized that um, I had some very difficult feelings that it was not, let's say, acceptable for a mother to acknowledge. And, you know, when everyone around me was very happy being pregnant and giving birth, I was, I was having this feeling of humiliation because I'm a very active, very independent person. And for me, not being able to even, you know, put my shoes on by myself or during labor, not being able to decide how I want to give birth because things went a bit out of control, uh, left me with this, with this sense of um, discouragement and humiliation. And um, possibly this is where this practitioner based his prescription and... Um, I found the whole process very helpful because, you know, up to that point, I have never connected feelings with illness. Right. It was something that in my head, um, you know, I, and I had already studied, I was very interested in natural health and I had studied uh, all these modalities. And despite that, because I was in so much pain and distress, all this had gone. It was um, not something that in my mind I could connect and give an answer and maybe uh, be more compassionate about what was going on with myself or even being able to reassure myself. So it was really helpful for me to understand and go back um, to my practice with a different um, different mentality and different way, starting very consciously asking, okay, what else could be behind this? 
Mm. Oh, thank you so much for sharing that. What you've spoken about there to me is kind of right at the heart of integrative medicine, which is yeah, looking at someone as a whole person and seeing all the things that are affecting their current situation and not being kind of reductionist and just looking at what's happening on your leg or whatever. And um, it's such a different approach and potential for helping someone is so much greater. Um, it, uh, I'm imagining you'd like to see a lot more of this going on in our NHS. Uh, do you want to say? Uh, well, we, we do have, you know, we do have um, um, an introduction of NHS in lifestyle medicine. I uh, currently teach at the integrative medicine diploma that the NCIM is offering to healthcare professionals. Um, and my module is about social prescribing, um, which is funded from the NHS at the moment and means that we have a community-based integrative approach. We invite our patients to resource um, more through community. And um, it is it is a real approach to lifestyle medicine. It's finally, um, you know, our NHS is finally acknowledging uh, the wider determinants of health and how many different factors can actually impact our health. And I think this is huge um, because acknowledging that being active, nutrition, uh, connecting with other people, uh, improving our skills, uh, make us feel more confident, acknowledging that all these factors can actually impact our health. They can prevent illness or improve the quality of life. It's really a positive step towards integrative medicine and lifestyle medicine. And uh, I'm very glad that at the moment um, I can uh, teach this module because, uh, again, we, we can make a difference through education and um, I can see how interested these healthcare professionals are to implement this in their daily practice. Uh, so, you know, there are simple things that people can access through community, uh, like groups where they meet in nature and they go for a walk all together. Um, and these are all things that we might have experienced and we know the positive impact, how we feel after coming back uh, from the walk in the woods um, with other people. It feels really good. But because nowadays... People tend to um, to want the answers to the questions from outside, whether this is um, a healthcare professional or you know information internet. We have this tendency not to hear, not to acknowledge what comes from inside. We want to hear it from outside. Having uh, these doctors, these healthcare professionals advising you, prescribing you, um, for a month, I want you to take part in a community program. I want you to connect with people and I want you to be more active through that. Or, you know, there are so many initiatives that they're going on in the community. I think this is brilliant. And people do that, listen to that. Absolutely. Oh, yes. NHS is moving in the right direction. It's definitely a shift, um, Gigi, and it's very hopeful, I think, to see that change. And 
Am I right to say that over the years, more and more healthcare professionals from the NHS have actually not just studied um, those modules, they have participated in NCIM. I know a lot of my colleagues yes. that I have tried to influence, they have considered or done the course themselves. And, and that knowledge is extremely important and be transferred and cascaded to all clinicians in the NHS. Mm. Yes, yes. Nice to hear. It's really positive. Yeah, and coming back to, to cancer, I just think some a diagnosis like cancer, which is so serious, is just this enormous teachable moment. So if our oncologists were sort of, you know, they're front and centre with lifestyle at that point, it could be such a transformative time uh, rather than taking the approach, as you said, like all the treatments coming from outside, I'm just going to get it delivered to me by the oncology team. It's, well, the first thing could be to put it right back in the hands of the patient and say, right, well, there's all these things you can consider in order to improve your situation dramatically. Yes, it's it's very important, again, to let people understand that they also can participate in improving their health and their well-being. And I think for many years this was taken away from our patients. Um, this authority um, where um, doctors will tell you this is the only way is, is shifting, thankfully. And more and more healthcare professionals are very open to um, cooperate with other um, healthcare professionals or practitioners, and this is great. Um, but it's very important to empower people and make them understand that there's so many things, lifestyle factors, so many things that they can do in their day-to-day -day life that can improve the way they feel and can help them to cope better, manage better their symptoms. And I can see nowadays that if, um, say, someone from the oncology team uh, does not know how to advise on other things like nutrition or maybe uh, some nutritional supplements that can help their condition, they're more keen to refer and to work closely with other people. Great. Um, so this is really, really positive. Good. So I'm going to ask something um may sound a bit controversial, but I, I would like to see integrative oncology being in embedded within our healthcare system. So all patients, you mentioned before, not not just the patients who can afford it, but actually all the patients have access to to such services. Is that something that you you support? Oh, absolutely, <laughs> of course. Healthcare uh, should be accessible to everyone, and this is healthcare, you know. And um, it's about being inclusive, and is about listening to our patients and understanding their needs and giving back the options that they want to work with. Uh, so hopefully this is going to become reality um, and hopefully it's going to be uh, accepted and more and more introduced uh, in, in uh, the NHS. Um, 
I I was diagnosed with uh, breast cancer a couple of years ago and uh, was quite surprised to see that after I finished my treatments, I was sent home uh, a leaflet about um, complementary treatments and what I could access through uh, this scheme. And there were many different things there, such as Reiki treatment and, you know, nutritional support. And I think this is great, but we need to see this more and we need to see this more being suggested while you are at the hospital and being encouraged to follow something like that. Yeah, definitely. Let me ask that question. I really want to hear about your new platform. <laughs> um so, yes, I am um, working in partnership with my sister who lives in Greece um, and she's a clinical dietitian and we have just started this new project which is promoting integrative care and complementary approaches to health in Greece um, through our experience for both of us, we realize that people are thirsty for knowing more, but having the information from um, experts that understand, you know, the field of healthcare, of medicine, and introducing them in a safe way into complementary approaches to health. So we have created this, this great team um, we have nutritionists, um, we have um, uh, yoga teachers uh, that will promote exercise, we have a sound uh, therapist. Um, so we, we want to, um, we have this dream where we want to promote um, holistic health in our, uh, in our country. And this will be done through an online platform and people will have access mainly to educational webinars, podcasts and inspirational interviews because it's very important to connect through um, stories and experiences of other people and at the same time get across uh, the information. Uh, so yes, I'm very excited about this new project. Sounds great. Amazing. Well done. Thank you. All right. Well, look, uh, amazing to talk to you. You're obviously so inspired and passionate about what you're doing. And uh, it's great to have somebody who has, you know, got this solid background in, in pharmacy, which you, I, I mean, it must be uh, very interesting to be applying your training as a pharmacist to everything you're doing, looking around and seeing, well, if you're working with nutrition, exactly what's going on here, you know. Uh, it must be fascinating to have a foot so firmly in both camps. Uh, but anyway, it's been been lovely to hear your passion for change in this area, uh, Patty and I, of course. Thank you. Fully signed up to wanting uh, integration now, but uh, uh, it's always lovely to meet new people who feel the same way. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure talking to you. Thank you. Great to have you, Kiki. Have a lovely day. You too. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Cancer Talk. Do subscribe and look out for the next edition of our podcast. 
And if you have friends and colleagues interested in the development of UK cancer care, do pass on the details of Cancer Talk. Goodbye.